Hey, everybody, welcome into the podcast. We've got another special bonus episode. Today's going to be a completely new, completely different kind of bonus episode. So we've actually been making some really good connections on our Instagram account. And if you're not following us on Instagram, where can they find us, Brad? At Film Whiskey with an E. Film Whiskey with an E. One of our Instagram friends, at Crab Cakes and Bourbon. Which is a great username. I actually want to try Crab Cakes with Bourbon now, just because he said that. Dude, I was on a cruise like a year ago. And they made some crab cakes that were so good. So he lives in Maryland. So I'm sure that our buddy Crab Cakes and Bourbon is just rolling in good crab out there. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever think you would say that sentence before? (laughs) No, but it's staying in the podcast. Oh, for sure. A (laughs) hundred percent. So he actually, he sent us a message and he said, hey, I want to challenge you guys to do a blind tasting. You've never done a blind tasting on the air. There are lots of uh, whiskey podcasts out there that do this all the time. We've never tried it before. And he said, I'm going to send you three completely different kinds of whiskey from my personal stash. What a guy. What a guy. First of all, shout out to him. What a guy. Yeah. But I want you guys to try these blind. Tell me what you think. And then at the end of your episode, open the envelope that I'm going to send you that has the names, the proofs, the makers of all of these different kinds of whiskeys on them. Okay. Now, when I got the package with these whiskeys in it, I found that one of them had kind of leaked a little bit. And when the sample leaked, it leaked through part of the envelope. And so the first thing I saw when I opened the package was the name of one of these whiskeys. So I'm actually, I decided I'm not going to go into this blind. I opened the envelope. I pulled the answers out. So I know what we're drinking. What a jerk. So what I'm going to do. So you're putting me on the spot now. I'm throwing Brad under the bus a little bit here. So what we're going to do is we're going to try these three samples that were sent to us, A, B, and C. And Brad, as we try them, I want you to tell me what kind of whiskey you think it is. So it's not necessarily all bourbon. Okay. Okay. I will say that they are even all, though even though it's crab cakes and bourbon, they're all American whiskeys. So I'm not throwing any scotches at you or anything today. I think I would know if it was a scotch. Okay. Well, it's not a scotch. So, but I would know if it was. So we're gonna take guesses on like what kind of whiskey is this? Uh, what proof is it? Is it a higher proof? Is it a lower proof? I like that you just said we're gonna take guesses as if you'll be. <laughs> My doing... guesses are gonna be completely correct. <laughs> Yours aren't. Bob, what's your guess? But I want on you to tell me your a. thoughts as we go. We'll kind of score them out as if we were doing our whiskey reviews, and then we'll decide which one's the best of these three. And then at the end, we'll reveal what we were drinking. Sound bum, good? Bada bum. All right. So, whiskey letter A. Brad, have at it. What are you picking up on that? On the nose. Hmm. I feel a lot more pressure doing this than when we're actually doing something that I know what it is. I feel like I'm getting a lot of vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. You, like a you ton say? of vanilla. Okay. Um, lots of those dark caramely notes, but it's like overpoweringly vanilla. Yeah. Super strong vanilla. I think there's a little bit of oak in there. Mm-hmm. You can kind of get that woody yeah. smell to it, but I would guess that this is a bourbon just based on smell. Okay. Well, why don't we go ahead and give it a, a taste and see what we think of it. Bottoms up. Cheers. Wow, that's super good. Wow. Oh, it's real smoky, though. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Elijah Craig that we had. Yeah. Just that that last little bit of that char, the smoke that's present on it. But it's not as dark and heavy as the Elijah Craig was. Yeah, I agree. It kind of, when you drink scotch, you taste that smoke coming out. This one, you can kind of taste it going in. Mm -hmm. And I like that. Yeah, for sure. All right, so uh, if you had to score it out on the nose and on the taste, Brad, what would you give these? 
Uh, nose, I really loved that vanilla, the, the strength of the vanilla powering through, I really mm-hmm. loved. So I would probably give it a seven and a half okay, okay. on nose. I think I'm going to give mine a seven on the nose. Um, like I said, the vanilla, it was really pleasant, but uh, it was a little overpowering. And then on taste, I actually really, really liked the way this tasted. It's, it's got a lot of spice, but it's still sweet. It's not bitter at all. And that smoke, it really provides a nice little layer of, of nuance to it. So I'm going to hold off on the smoke because I really got the smoke as it went down. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about that on the finish. Okay, perfect. On the taste, what would you give it? I'm going to give it a six and a half. I didn't get as many of the sweet vanilla notes as I picked up when I was smelling it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's still there, but like you said, it's definitely a bolder taste than you'd expect from the smell. Yeah, I'm going to give it a nine on the taste. I really, really liked this a lot, Brad. Wow. And then on finish, all right, let's hear about this smoke, dude. So with the finish, the smoke, it it doesn't hit you at the front of the tongue, but, but by the time it rolls to the back of your tongue and you're about to swallow it, you get kind of that bold, smoky, oakiness to it that I, I really like a lot. I'm going to give it an eight on the finish. Oh, an eight on the finish. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and give it an eight on the finish as well. I feel like, so the Sam, we'll probably post a picture on Instagram, but the bottles came in these tiny, like... They're sample bottles. Yeah. They're like little laboratory bottles. Exactly. And I feel like Bob just took a swig out of one of them. Just right out of the bottle. And I feel like he looked like Dr. Jekyll about to turn into <laughs> Mr. Hyde. Yeah, so I like the finish on this. It's It's got some spice to it. Not a super lingering finish, but also not unpleasant. I'm going to give it an eight. Ooh, look at that viscosity, Bob. Mm-hmm, very viscous. Man, those legs are just so slowly dripping down. How about balance, Brad? I'm actually going to give it a five on balance. Why is that? It really smells a lot sweeter than it's going to be, uh-huh. which isn't necessarily a bad thing, uh, but it's a lot bolder on the front end and smoky on the back end. It it doesn't balance super well to okay, me. Okay, sure. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give it a seven on the balance. You're right. It does smell sweeter than it ends up tasting, but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is what it is, so. Right, exactly. What are you going to do about it? Other right. Give it a terrible score. I came out to a 31 out of 40. Brad, you came out to a 27 out of 40. So, I mean, split the difference. We're at a 29 out of 40. This is a really good whiskey. We both enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, you know, about a 75% out of 100. That This would put it in the, like, upper echelon of what we've graded so far. Absolutely. All right. So, I'm going to give uh, letter B a smell here on the nose and then pass it over to Brad. Wow, that's completely different. Completely different. Hmm... I don't really know what to do with that. I I feel like this is going to be a rye. Yeah? Why do you say that? I don't know. It, it just has a spiciness. It has a spicy quality that you didn't get in the last one. Okay. It doesn't smell sweet. No. I'll say that. But it, it has these really bright kind of fruity notes on it, too. Yeah, citrusy. Yeah. I would say kind of like an orange. Which, I mean, I think that's that's fair because I remember those notes coming up when we tried uh, Old Overholt, too. Yeah. So... All right, why don't we give it a sip? That is very different. Yeah. That's a rye. Yeah, for sure. So, Brad, explain to when our When you listeners. say for sure, do you mean that you already saw it and it's definitely a rye? Or? <laughs> yeah, well, why don't we just go ahead? I'll spill the beans. This one is definitely a rye. Okay. Um, but we still have a lot of characteristics we can pick out of it. Brad, explain to our listeners what you think the taste differences are between a bourbon and a rye that just 
are obvious to you? The most obvious thing about the movement from a bourbon to a rye is that you're going to lose the sweetness that that high corn mash bill brings you. Yeah. And so with the rye, you you get a spiciness that's almost like a, a nutmeggy kind of a... I mean, it really oh. is. It's like smelling a loaf of rye bread. Yeah. It's not bitter. It's just not sweet. It's it's like when you have a really good unsweet tea. It's not that it leaves a lingering bitter taste in your mouth. It just You can tell the absence of the corn product. Right. And we just lost all of our Southern listeners who don't drink anything but sweet tea. <laughs> but sweet tea. Right. <laughs> all right. So, Brad, on the nose, what would you give it? And on the taste, what would you give it? The nose gives a lot of different things that I could see myself sitting with for an hour trying to figure out what all I'm getting. This is a very complex whiskey, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight on the nose. Eight on the nose. I'll go ahead and give it a seven on the nose. I didn't think there was that much going on on the nose. It did have that nice, bright, fruity, floral kind of scent going on. Um, but like you said, I think it kind of tipped itself off really quickly that it was a rye. So I'll give it a seven. On the taste, what do you think? Hmm. This one really punches you in the tongue. If, wow. If I can coin that <laughs> phrase. A real tongue puncher, eh? It's a real tongue puncher. Uh, yeah, this one this one hits you right away. I mean, from the moment it hits the tip of your tongue, you are getting so many different flavors yeah. with this. I, I'm highly impressed. I'm going to stick with an eight. I don't know how else to explain the spice of a rye. Other than just like it, it it really does tingle your tongue as soon as it enters your mouth. It's not a really harsh burn from alcohol. It's just you get a, a tingle from it. It's a mouth puncher or a tongue puncher, right? <laughs> a mouth puncher. A mouth, mouth, tongue. Everything in that vicinity <laughs> is just getting punched by this rye. Yeah. And I will say that I've had some lower quality ryes. We've reviewed them on mm-hmm. this podcast. And it gave me a bad impression of rye in general. You get into better rye. This is clearly a good rye. Yeah. I'm very intrigued. Honestly, it's kind of like scotch. If you go into scotch with a bad scotch, yeah, I can see why a lot of people might say, oh, it, it tastes like turpentine right. or paint thinner. Like, well, what are you drinking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't mean that you have to buy a $100 plus bottle of scotch to get a a good scotch. For sure. You can spend $30, $40 on monkey shoulder and be fine. But yeah, this rye is impressing me so far. So I, you know, full disclosure, after we tried Old Overholt on the podcast, I went ahead and kept it. And I've been sipping on it for a couple months now. And I think that, you know, I think they sell it 80 proof. Like it's watered down. It's mellow. And over time, it's really mellowed out a little bit. Hmm. My sense is that this one is a little harsher than the old. I know I don't have them side by side to try them out, but uh, some of the things I don't like about rise are kind of coming up in the taste for me in terms of like how harsh it can be. So I'm going to give it a six on the taste. Yeah. We might as well move to finish for me. Those flavors really hit Mm -hmm. after I, I had swallowed and it just sat there for about Mm -hmm. 30 seconds. That's when I started to get those strong rye grainy flavors that, I, I mean, I'll be completely honest with you. I don't like rye bread yeah. at all. I mm-hmm. think it's really gross. And so that's why for me, the initial taste did have more of that bright fruitiness, which yeah. I love because it reminds me of Irish whiskey. Yep. But man, when it sits on your palate for a while, that rye just becomes overwhelming. I'm actually really shocked at how scotchy this is on the finish. You were talking, you know, with the first whiskey about how you can really tell when how smoky a scotch is by breathing out afterwards. 
And when I breathe out after this one, there's quite a bit of char, there's quite a bit of smoke on this rye, um, which I wasn't expecting, which I actually really like that they introduced at least something into the finish. So I'm going to go ahead and give this a seven on the finish. Brad, what would you give it? I'm going to give it a five on the finish. Okay. It, it really does. That rye flavor comes out at the very end. And like I said, it's just not my favorite flavor. Yeah. Um, so, so for some people, I guarantee you they would score this an eight or nine because they love that rye. For me, it's not it's not hitting well. Okay. All right. Overall balance. What do you think? I'm going to give it a six and a half on balance. Um, it it kind of moves back and forth from the nose to the taste to the finish. Um, but yeah. Overall, it's decently well balanced. Yeah. I don't, I feel like there was more peaks and valleys in this one for me. Yeah. Um, that's a good way to describe it. You, like you said, the nose was like an Irish whiskey. The taste was like a rye and the finish was like a scotch. So it was kind of all over the place for me. Uh, not a terrible whiskey, but uh, I think I'm just going to give it a five on the balance. So that puts Brad out to a 27 and a half out of 40. That puts me out to a 25 out of 40, which puts us at what? A 26.25 or something like that. I'm surprised that this one scored higher than the first one for me. Yeah, I am too. I like the first one better. <laughs> Just the problem with metrics, man. Yeah, metrics are the worst. You know what's not the worst? Actually, I don't know for sure, but let's, <laughs> I was going to say. Bottle C. Whiskey C. <laughs> let's give it a try. All right, so Brad. We're going to try Whiskey C here. What are you picking up on the nose of this one? I don't know, man. So, like, I had this really weird sensation when I was smelling it. It doesn't smell different from A or B in that, like, you know, it's an Irish whiskey or a scotch. Right. But, you know, like, when you walk into a, a used bookstore and you get the smell of old, like, musty books? There was something, like... Old leather-bound books <laughs> and rich, rich mahogany. mahogany. There was something on this that had an aged, dusty smell to it. And I don't know how else to explain it. Sawdust, maybe? I don't know what it is. It's It's got like a dusty smell to it. I feel like it was packed in a boat with a bunch of sawdust around <laughs> it. Yeah. And like, it went to see a man about a horse before I drank it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, so what would you give it on the nose? Great. Is that a mm. number? But I'm still picking up a lot of vanilla. Yeah. A lot of brown sugar. There's vanilla, brown sugar. But it's not... It's not sweet in the same way that first one was. No. It like, tastes... I'm getting the brown sugar, but it's not a... But sitting out in an old bookstore. Yeah. 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 I like it, though. I'm intrigued. I'm going to give it a seven and a half on the nose. I'm, yeah, I'll stick with you. Seven and a half. Cool. Why don't we give it a taste? Mmm. Mmm. Wow. What is going on here? That is very strong. Wow. Yeah, that's got to be high proof. My eyes are watering. All right, so first thing, as soon as it hit my tongue, it was like really, really sweet, like sickly sweet. Right as it hit, and then within seconds... Bitter. It shifted. To almost like a rye taste, a, a really bitter grain. And then as you swallow, and I don't want to get into finish, but like as it hits the back of your palate, smoke again. Yeah. Tons of smoke on this. Yeah. But spicy throughout and like a burn throughout, which makes me think it's got to be a higher proof. Yeah, for sure. There's something going on here that was not happening in the first two whiskeys. But not necessarily bad. I don't know. Like, it's just so different. It's hard to even compare. Dude, this glass hands down swirls the best. It looks so cool as it swirls. Mm -hmm. All right, so what do you think about the taste, Brad? Man, I I don't even know what to do with this. There's so many things going on, and it doesn't feel like it's one consistent taste throughout. Is it good or is it bad? I mean, I think that's what we have to come down on. It's complex. Yeah. And which... I don't know that I'd... I mean, so it's a good sipping whiskey. 
yeah, I'll say he, that. Here's the question of the ages. Does complexity makes make something good? good? Right. You know, I'm just going to say I think it is good. Yeah. Like, I think this probably costs some money. And again, I haven't looked at the prices or anything. I know the names of these. Right. But um, I think this costs some money. It's not Pappy's, so. It's, it's not Pappy. I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm going to give it a six and a half on the taste. Dude, I was literally thinking the same thing. I'm like six right. to seven. Probably yeah, like let's a say six, six and, and a half. half. Finish, uh, spice, and smoke. Not an unpleasant aftertaste. No. No, um, it sits well on the palate. I'll give it a seven. I'm like salivating a ton and my eyes are watering, which yeah. we, I, I really do think this has some alcohol content to it. I'll give it a seven as well. Overall balance, um, I don't know that it's unbalanced. I'd say, actually, this is probably the best balanced of the three based the, on how we've defined balance. Yeah, for sure. The nose seems more mild than what you get. Yes. I would so it's not that. perfect, but uh, I mean, I'd give it like a seven and a half on balance. Me too. Oh, I was just saying, I was like seven and a half. Sounds about right. All right, so we are coming out to 28 and a half across the board here. Cool. Which means this is our highest rated one. Uh, yeah, I would say this is the one I would want to drink again. Yeah. So our according to our scores, our final score, if we're averaging it out, is C-A-B. And the other thing is we're not talking about value because we don't know prices. We don't know prices. So we're agreed that A was a bourbon, B was a rye, C. What do you think? I mean, I, I know what it is. I'm just going to go out there and say a Tennessee sour. A Tennessee sour mash whiskey? Yeah, like a sour mash. Okay. Well, let's look at let's look at the answers here. I'm opening the Oscar survey says. Here. Right. All right, so A, letter A is Shanks Kentucky sour mash whiskey. So it is a it's a Kentucky whiskey. It's not called a bourbon though. So A was a sour mash though. It was a sour mash. Oh. Uh, it's made by Michter's. I like Michter's a lot. If you ever want to try a good rye, Michter's rye, fantastic. Okay. I like their rye better than their bourbon actually. But I was wrong. It wasn't a bourbon. Not technically a bourbon. Okay. A sour mash whiskey. Huh. Uh, from Michter's Distillery, 2018 release, proof 91. So, I mean, okay. you're pretty standard. Oh, we didn't actually guess, like... We didn't guess proof, but I also didn't want to, like, tip my hand because yeah. I kind of knew a little bit of what these looked like, so... Yeah. No mash bill available, no age statement, which means probably at least four years old. Right. What do you think of Shank's Kentucky Sour Mash? I was impressed with it. I I don't know how much it costs. Right, and I don't have if prices that, on here. If that was a $60 bottle of whiskey... Don't do it. I wouldn't buy it. Absolutely. If that was a in the mid-tier of, like, 25 to 40... Right. I would say that'd be worth it. All right, letter B. Letter B. It was a rye. It was a rye. Okay. Old Forester rye. Old Forester. Old foe. Okay. Old Forester distillery, and it was 100 proof. So bottled in, well, I don't know if it's bottled in bond, but it's 100 proof. Yeah. I I think you could tell that that was a bit higher proof than the first one. And here, listen to this mash bill. 65% rye. Wow. Now, to be a rye, it only has to be 51% rye. Right. The next highest... The next highest used grain in the mash bill is 20% barley. So we're up to 85% between rye and barley. And barley is not the sweeter. No. Yeah. 15% corn. Yeah. You could taste that. There was just a little bit of sweetness to it. You could taste that. But they really wanted to make this a spicy, non-sweet rye. All right. So, Brad, what does Old Forester rye run? In Ohio... Which we've said is a price-controlled state. Yep. Thank the Lord. Right. I know. Otherwise, honestly... We wouldn't be doing this podcast. No, there's no way. $20.69. $20. I would give that like an eight or nine on Yeah, value. I mean, it wasn't my favorite whiskey, but if you really like rye and you want to go all in on rye. That is a good choice. Yeah, 
for 20 bucks. Old Overholt makes a bottled in bond, so also 100 proof, and that goes for about the same price. So okay. if you want to buy Old Overholt, there you go. This is an alternative. Old Forester Rye. We yeah. had a pretty decent scores. Recommend. Yeah. All right. And letter C. Brad, any final thoughts on this one? That one was the most complex and interesting. I have no idea what to do with that one. This was Four Roses Private Selection. So Crab Cakes and Bourbon hooked us up because I feel like this is a pricey, pricey bottle. Yeah. From Four Roses Distillery, all right, it clocks in at 118 proof. So we're talking near barrel proof here. 118 proof. Uh, He actually wrote the barrel number down for us and everything. It was a uh, uh, Maryland State Selection. So Uh it was a barrel pick that someone went out and actually got themselves. 11 years old. That's why it smells like dusty books. Yeah. And uh, the recipe on this one, the mash bill, is 75 corn, 20 rye. So it was a high rye. That's why we were picking up that weird bitterness in there. Yeah. 20 rye, 5% malted barley. Okay, so I think we're in agreement that letter C was a cut above everything else. But that's also probably because this bottle cost, I mean, I I don't even know. We can't find it in the Ohio database. So I'm assuming it's got to be a 75 plus dollar bottle of bourbon. For sure. And I just want to take a second out of the podcast to say crab cakes. Crab cakes and and bourbon. bourbon is the man. You need to go follow this man right now. Yeah, for real. Anybody who's following us, go follow Crab Cakes and Bourbon. He puts out great content on yeah, Instagram. Absolutely. And he gave us a and, really and he good is a whiskey. true friend of the podcast. True friend of the podcast. Probably he is the Our best first. Friend. The first friend. The first. <laughs> Our very true first friend, friend <laughs> of the podcast. Thank you Crab Cakes and Bourbon. Thank, yes, so much. Thank you Four Roses. This is I really like this. This is a really good whiskey. On value, we can't really say but I will say that it's a great value because we got it for free. Amen. And I'm drinking this sample right now, and I am going to get a toasty. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap up. So from the Film and Whiskey Podcast, thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode. I'm Bob Book. I'm Brad G. We'll see you next time. 